When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back, Prospect Live viewers and listeners. This is the 2021 MLB Draft podcast slash video show. I'm your host, Ralph Lifshitz. Of course, I have Joe Doyle joining me. Joe, how's your week been, man? Good, man. How's yours going? Not too bad. Uh, yeah. I heard that we worked on something big over at the site. Perhaps we expanded our list out to a top 100 for the hmm. 2021 uh, MLB Draft. Of course, you know- that's what we did. <laughs> rumors have it we've actually expanded it to 200 but we're only going to give these guys a taste oh it's tr- that's actually true but uh we are only <laughs> releasing the actual public list up to 100 um there's still a whole lot that's going to change within that list certainly within the 200 we hope to expand out i don't know 400 a thousand we're gonna we're gonna have every amateur player in the world that's eligible for the draft ranked and written up at some point there you um, go Probably. It's a lot. We should cap it at the amount of picks, but well, we'll figure that out later. Who knows? Who knows how many picks next year? They could flip that in a dime uh, any second. But let's jump in here. Uh, Once again, I think we should probably check in with this question probably every few weeks, maybe once a month. Um, Having dug in a little bit more, there's been a few more events. We've gotten a little bit more data on players uh, that were at PG National guys that were in a PG national that were at other events, PBR stuff, et cetera. Um, but sort of far reaching thoughts on the draft or, you know, in particular, what groups, meaning, you know, college and prep, what group, what like, you know, talent pools and then positional uh, groups within those talent pools are sort of the strengths of this draft at this point. I know we talked about the high school shortstops a lot. Is it still a high school shortstops? Is there any other position groups that have sort of started to establish themselves as a standout group to you? Yeah, I think um, on the prep side, it, I think it's still the prep shortstops. Um, there's still four or five guys I could reasonably see going in the first round. I definitely don't think that's going to happen. I think that's going to mm-hmm. probably whittle itself down to maybe two uh, prep shortstops, maybe three that actually go in the first round. Um, on the prep side, I think we're starting to see a little bit of life from the starting pitcher or just pitching side of things. Um, it's exciting to see some guys pop uh, prior to PG National and some of these other smaller events that have taken place over the last couple of weeks. Um, it was mostly Andrew Painter, you know, uh, and then behind that, it, there was Christian Little and there was question marks, but 
seeing guys like Chase Burns pop and Maddox yeah. Bruns pop and Jackson Job pop. Um, these are guys that have shown that they may have the talent and the upside to push their way into the first round or at least into that conversation. So I still do think, you know, it's largely a, uh, the, the top end of the prep pitching class still pales in comparison to 2020. I, there's not a Nick Bitsko. There's not a Mick Abel. And um, with the exception for me of Painter, uh, I still don't think there's a Jared Kelly. So that's where I'm at on the prep ranks. On the college side of things, you know, nothing's really happened. I don't think anything's really changed. I think college outfield is still a really strong, really strong, probably one of the stronger parts of the 2021 yeah. class. And then um, as we continue to dive in and dive in and dive in, college pitching, I think especially with the slowdown, uh, is going to be the focal point of the 2021 draft. And I can say that fairly confidently 11 months prior. Yeah, I think those are all good points. Um, but, you know, one of the things I think I wanted to hammer on was um, there were a lot of prep arms that sort of popped for us at PG National. And we've seen a lot of those guys that send up lists. There's been a, you know, a wide variety of opinions, depending upon whether you read us. Certainly, you know, Baseball America's um, draft ranking started to matriculate this week. Mm -hmm. um, they had Maddox Bruns all the way up at two on their prep ranks, which is a bit higher than we have them, um, but certainly reasonable. And I think it sort of speaks to, um, you know, how how great of a showing Bruns had at, at PG National. And, and sort of he was a guy that was really off the radar, I think, for most yeah. folks in terms of More top 100 lists or even follow 100 lists. And then all of a sudden he popped, um, you know, he's pretty high in, in PG's rankings as well. They obviously do great uh, uh, work over there. and have a lot of, you know, firsthand information and accounting accounts on these players. Um, they had him a little bit lower, but I think you see some variation there. Jackson Job is a guy that's very high in all these different rankings because of, you know, I think the data that we're getting on, you know, his different pitches, whether it's, it's, you know, the, the plus 3000 spin RPM spin rates on the breaking ball even the fastball metric gauge jump is a guy that, you know, we've seen some of the rap Soto data on. And I know we've talked about that a little bit, uh, especially his fastball, hundred percent spin efficiency on that pitch. Um, yeah. You know, you know about that flat angle and that really low release point. Um, and the, the way he's sort of traveling straight up. <laughs> yeah. And he uses, he uses his height to, you know, his lack of height to his advantage, you know, so mm -hmm. um, score one for more uh, six feet or under uh, starting pitchers. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, but there's a lot of talent within these, or even someone like uh, Kale Lansfield, who I know didn't make Baseball America's ranks, but was relatively high on Perfect Games ranks, um, and he's on, you know, our top 100 as well. I'm, I'm, you know, there's there's a ton of these prep arms that I feel maybe the the high end isn't as good as it was in 2020, but you might be able to make an argument for sort of that middle tier is a lot deeper. You know, I think you're right. A lot more guys that might sign that have a lot more upside, but there's no superstars necessarily at this point outside of painter. Um, but there's some questions on him even, right. You know, we don't right. want the extension, especially with the front leg. It's very flat. He's very sort of tall and fall. Um, but on this, you know, conversely, he's incredibly coordinated for a six foot seven guy. And we talked about that in some of our chats yesterday. I don't know if that was in our uh, baseball chat with Mason McRae and all those different guys and, and mm -hmm. Diego, et cetera. Uh, or if that was on the prospect lives one, but I know that we did have one of those conversations um, agreed on the, uh, 
the the college outfields as outfielders as well. It's a really deep class. There's a ton of outfielders, even guys that I think didn't make the top 100 um, that probably get top five round, you know, consideration pretty easily. Um, And college pitching, you know, it's, it's top heavy. I'm not as crazy about the depth in this draft, obviously, as we were last year in particular, but even with a lot of guys that were um, interesting arms, whether it's a Tommy Mace or a Seth Lonsway uh, getting pushed down, I don't know. I, I I still don't feel like that 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 depth tier, so to speak, like the guys that go rounds two to four, um, is great. I don't. Maybe that. Maybe that's just me. No. And we, haven't, we haven't seen enough of it. I think that's another big part of it. Is this is a a year where it's incredibly tough to evaluate because we don't have, um, you know, uh, uh, a lot of these institutions that we've sort of uh, come used to, whether it was you know, Cape Cod or the U S men's national team. Um, or I just made that into a soccer thing with the men's national, the U S collegiate <laughs> national team. I caught myself there. Um, and, and, you know, even to a lesser extent or maybe a bigger extent, the college world series and regionals and all that stuff and seeing these guys, it all matters on the big stage, you know, in on good video, some of these, these teams that are mid majors that maybe we don't see a lot of good streams um, from their schools or with the right camera angles, um, I think that boosts guys a little bit too, especially as they're going into that summer where they might be in the national team or they might be in Northwoods or they might be in the Cape or Futures League or any CBL or Cal Ripken or Coastal or a million other of these other wooden bat leagues, you know? Yeah. Um, we don't really have that. And now we're there's a league in India and we're trying to grab information where we can, but people aren't going to as many games, resources. People aren't allowed to go to as many games. That's it too, yeah. You know what um, I mean? But yeah, and resources are scarce, so it's it's a different you know it's a different animal entirely, especially with the college guys. Because I feel like with the prep kids, we're going to see the showcases, and they're all they were all going to mash against their high school teams, man. You know, it's just a matter of whether these hitters had their their best timing or not. You know, I yeah. think a lot of these pitchers all did, um, and so maybe that's why they separate themselves. But it's a pretty good prep class, kind of. I think my my point more so on the college arms. I think. Um, I wouldn't say it's as talented as last year, at least not at this point. Um, sure. But I still think the dearth of the first round next year is going to be college arms just because so long as there is a D1 baseball season next year, there's there's safety in maturity and track record um, innings. Um, so I, I don't think, you know, we, you and I have talked a lot about guys like, like, uh, like Doug McKaysey, for example, from Ole Miss, Ty Madden from Texas. Um, these aren't guys that are necessarily um, Eric Sarantola, another one. Uh, they're not guys that are necessarily like first round talents. They don't jump right off the page, but when there is so much misinformation or lack of information being spread or not being spread, um, you kind of just go with what you can see and what you have data on and sure. um, against advanced competition. So I, I just think, I think the first round is going to be full of college pitching, but a point that you made, I think really sticks with me. And that is, I think you hit the nail on the head rounds two, three, four. There's going to be some prep arms that come off the board in those rounds that I really, really like. They're, they're going to be really fun projects. Gage jump is one that, you know, if he goes in, you know, the end of the second round or the early third round at five ten, he could move fast yeah. because you know, there's not there's not a whole lot of um, I don't want to 
put this the wrong way, but he, he's pretty polished for a guy that's his size and mm-hmm. you kind of get what you get with Gage Jump. But other ones like uh, Pierce Coppola, I think he's a really fun project. Uh, Max DeBeck, I think he's another yeah. one. The six foot seven guys, man, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Max DeBeck, Pierce Coppola. Um, who else? Who am I missing? Luke Hayden. Uh, there's quite a few guys out there that are going to be in that second, third, and fourth round discussion that um, I think are going to be really nice pieces uh, as early draft uh, draftees. Yeah, you know, um, even a guy like, I guess he's a little bit more polished, but even a guy like Anthony Susak, um, mm-hmm. you know, could end up in, in that. Love that slider. Yeah, I mean, um, you mentioned Luke Hayden. I'm just sort of looking down the list here. Brandon Neely was another one that, that immediately popped into my head. Jay Wolfolk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and some of these guys may end up, <laughs> they might even be pushed into the draft simply because uh, – there's not going to be that many opportunities and rotations at colleges the next year, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, look at how many guys popped yeah, into a lot the of guys went five. to school this year, man. Look at how many guys popped into the first five rounds this year that, you know, we didn't necessarily expect like Tink Hens. Yeah. Um, wasn't a guy that necessarily was on many guys radars, but yep. live arm, um, a lot of upside, uh, very downhill and fluid. He got picked early. Um, uh, Victor Medeiros ended up going because of, of what he can provide down the road. Yep. The, these guys always end up popping. And a lot of times it's the guys that we expect to go early that don't end up going to school, like Montgomery, for example. He's going to end up at Florida State. So, um, yeah, these these guys like Jackson Job and, and Gage Jump and uh, Maddox Bruns, you know, uh, they're the fun ones to track because they're the ones you don't know about until you see their stuff. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, and there'll be some some guys that certainly pop next season if we do have the uh, the college baseball season, as you mentioned. But um, what do you say? Do you want to jump sort of into the top tier of the rankings, some of the guys that sort of moved, and then maybe wrap it up with uh, some of the players that we're highest on? Yeah, I like that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so uh, do you want to just roll right through the top 10? Uh, yeah, they, I think uh, it's pretty obvious. We're, we're keeping Kumar Rocker number one. Everyone can argue until he is dethroned, he's probably going to be our number one. And just and, just for what it's, I think it's worth mentioning. You know, there's a lot of things about Rocker, and I don't want to go too deep into the top ten, even top twenty, because we've done sure. this. Um, but we got some good information as of late on some of the TrackMan data on some of the top guys in college baseball, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Everything checks out. Um, Rocker has extreme vertical and horizontal tilt on his fastball, which really correlates with him not having any idea where it's going. The slider is super impressive. Um, everyone knows about the frame and the physicality. So um, still no reason to doubt him. Not yet. Yeah. And I'll say, you know, uh, in unison with that, Jack Leiter uh, has a lot more vertical movement on his fastball than I think I had initially expected just based on some of his raw stint, spin data. Um, I think our stance on Jack Leiter for now is the pitchability is nice. There's 
projectability there. Um, but we just need to see a few more ticks on that fastball to really be all in. He's right. still number three on our list. So, uh, and he's number two on yours. I think he's five on mine. Mason, you can, you can send me nasty notes in my inbox. It's all right, buddy. It's cool. Um, Judd Fabian is our number two. I have a number two on, on mine. He's four on yours. Uh, Jaden Hill um, stays put at uh, at four. Uh, Brady House stays put at five. And I believe we had our first mover with Ian Moeller, right? That moved up one spot in these ranks. Uh, so Marcelo, I don't know if you hit Mayer. Marcelo Mayer is six. Oh, yeah. Then, I was going to say Mayer. I was yeah, say and then Mayer. seven is uh, Ian Moeller. Yes. Yeah, Ian Moeller passed uh he passed Adrian Del Castillo. I think simply because his PG National showcase was so exceptional that um he might have the hit tool that Del Castillo has. We'll see. He might. Yeah. We're certainly Ian Moeller fans here, so um you know that's that's uh uh, a rank that that we're we're going to stick behind. We got plenty of information on him, but you heard it there. The top six stays the same. It's still, Rocker, Fabian, Lighter, Hill, House, Mayor, uh, Moeller moves up one spot into seven. Uh, at eight, we have Adrian Del Castillo, as Joe had mentioned, uh, Matt McLean at number nine, and rounding up the top ten is Jordan Lawler. Um, Del Castillo dropped one. Matt McLean moved up one spot. Somehow, I now have Matt McLean ranked higher than you. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Um, yeah, I started to dig in a little bit more, and I'm—I I don't know—I'm—I'm I'm starting to feel. Yeah. This thing. Either uh, way, I, top ten love for the guy. It was only a couple of spots, I think. Anyway, yeah. So, um, top ten guy right now. You know, uh, maybe he's Alex Bregman light. I think that's what we're kind of hoping for. And then Jordan Lawler moved up one spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not really these guys moving up as much as it is yeah. a couple of guys just kind of twi- uh, like trickling out of the top. 10. Moving down. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's go for some of the big movers, uh, whether up or down. Uh, Colton Kowser actually moved up four spots. Uh, Alex Benellis, um started digging a little bit more on some of the uh, batted ball data and uh, watched a few more games and obviously didn't have anything from this season, but. Yeah, I don't know. I moved Benalis up a few spots. I know you still have him, I think, a couple spots higher than me. But he did move up seven spots in our rankings. Um, our boy, Alex Mooney, only moved up one spot. He's now at 13. Uh, big mover was Andrew Painter, moved up 10 spots. I think that was partially um, my rankings, moving him up that high. Dude, Benny Montgomery. That's on me. He dropped <laughs> nine spots for your man, Joe. Yeah, so let me explain. Yeah, I had last week I had Benny as my 10th prospect on the list, and I moved him down to 23. And it's not so much anything that Benny did as much as it is a philosophical change on my end. Um, I think just I think the college guys are going to be really favored, um, and I think the polish is going to be really favored. Uh, I love everything that Benny does on the field. He's maybe the most electric athlete we have on the prep end this year. Um, But I do have questions about the swing. And truth be told, if he were to come out uh, at Area Code Games or any of these other showcases and, you know, stay back on the ball a little bit and drive it in game, um, he's going to shoot back up into my top 12 pretty quickly. Uh, But I do want to see some more hitability. Makes sense. Uh, But I don't know, man. 
He's a great interview too. Do you like he him is. off the field? You said only oh, yeah. on the field. I think you're like alluding to we do an interview with a kid and all of a sudden you drop him nine spots in your That's, rank. I, I okay. feel bad. I dropped We're not going to get people back in the show, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, Benny, he's Benny, mature. Benny, man, you're still 12. I didn't even move you. <laughs> he's more mature, dude. Benny's the real deal. I do like Benny. And, uh, you know, hopefully he ends up with the Dodgers because they turn everything into gold. <laughs> That's the one we keep hearing. Like anybody that has like anything that needs to be fixed, we're like, oh, the Dodgers will draft them and then they'll be an all-star. Yeah, pretty much. Doesn't work that way, guys. Uh, Christian Moore moved up 10 spots in the rankings. Um, I actually think that was me. Yeah, it looks this like was it. the first time I've actually updated my list after PG National. It took me a little bit more time to stew on it for a few weeks. And uh, yeah, so he's a guy that ha- having watched him a little bit more, it wasn't, was familiar but it was you know scouting video on pg or you know wherever um now that i've had been able to watch him in game been able to watch him in the showcase events um i have a better feel for him and i really like christian moore so he actually moved it to 18 on my list so uh i think he's 24 on yours but whatever it's a couple of ranks yeah which gets him at uh yeah. he's in the top 20 number 20 he is he's number 20 on our list now we're, we're jumping around a little bit ethan wilson tyree reed robbie martin they're all in there but we're just we're glazing over. Yeah, I figure we'll let them read the list. I wanted to go through the guys that had absolutely sort of changes in the top ten, and then some players that maybe had like double digit movers because we had some double digit movers this week. Quite a few. Le- Levi Usher, your boy, Levi Usher, our boy, because apparently we have the exact same rank. I love it when this happens. Oh, yeah, I know what the rank is twenty six. Yep. Levi Usher is actually. Does that mean he's twenty five? He's twenty five. Yep. Twenty five on our rankings because we have him twenty six. Um, 15 spots, uh, Usher moved up. I think that was partially myself. And oh, it was me. <laughs> you move him up a bit too. I moved I him moved up 34 up spots. Too. Yeah. I had him, I had him in like the second, a second round grade on him. I started digging more. I was like, yeah, I'm going to move Usher up a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I had him at 60 and I moved him up to 30. No, I moved him up to 26. Uh, the more I dug in, the more I think he's, he's, he's poised. Man. He's poised for a breakout, and he's a true yeah. center fielder. I, I, I can't argue with that profile. Yeah. Well, there you go. Let's talk about the negative, though. Christian Little yeah. dropping thirteen spots. Now, I, I'll, I'll say at least from from my perspective, I had Little pretty high. He's young for the class. Um, he's immensely talented and extremely, you know. Um, fluid mechanics there's some stuff with the arm motion i think we talked about this last week that we don't like um timing isn't as good as it looks it's (laughs) once you start to break it down um the stuff is good but not great and he's physically mature and i don't mean that in the sense of like a bad body like kevin maiton physically mature no he's he's incredibly bulked up and muscular i mean my man has like you know serious pythons he's got to register those guns um he's jacked for a pitcher yeah quite frankly he's jacked for a pitcher but where does he go from here if he's like what is it he's gonna do is it's gonna have to be making his fastball more efficient or that's what it is pitches some of that is is easier said than done depends on him right i mean we can't we can't just wave a magic wand with a good pitching coach and feel that it's gonna work for everybody 
He's incredibly talented, Christian Little. So um, I would not be shocked if if he's a guy that can take a step forward like that. Maybe even over the course of this this draft process. But for now, what I saw, I'm going to pump the brakes on him a little bit. Um, I don't think it's so much a negative on Little uh, as much as it's sort of um, putting myself in check. Re, re, you know, uh, recalibrating expectations a little bit. That's yeah, big- I, prep arms. Prep arms. You always have to be skeptical on especially just- early. Especially early. I mean, he's 16 years old. Command was an issue. The mechanics were, they were, I think we called him a little wonky at times. He just gets out of sync. Um, And yeah, the fastball, you know, I had heard so much about the fastball prior to PG National. And it's not that it was um, bad. I mean, hitting 94 on the gun uh, at 16 years old is incredible. Um, but I expected a little bit more. I expected a little more life on the pitch. Um, he, he gets good spin rates on his fastball, but um, it can get a little flat and that might be his mechanics. Um, so, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, uh, let's see how he develops. Let's, let's, let's find a reason to move him up the charts. That's kind of where I land to. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's still, um, you know, 26 in our list. So, it's not right. like he's a guy. He was Still just a first round grade. Probably, yeah, he was overranked. I think I overranked him before, and uh, now we've recalibrated expect expectations. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, another guy that moved up in the rankings is Cord- uh, Cody Schreier. Um, I have him up at 20. I like the bat, man. <laughs> I do, too. I do too, and more more than just the bat, I like the potential for him to stay on the dirt. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't, I had questions about his ability to stick it short or on the dirt at all, and um, I still, I still do, but I think he could be an average shortstop. Um, I think he could be point. a good second baseman. I do too, and I you think know. he could play third base as well. He's got more than enough arm. Yeah, um, but I love the bat. I really do like the bat. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And so I have him pretty high. I'm probably higher on him than I would imagine most. I don't know how many folks have Cody Schreier in their top 20, but uh, yeah. he's uh, he's number 20 for me. I'm a big fan. Maybe there'll be another overrank like Christian Little. I'll have to check myself we'll on. See. <laughs> Not if he performs like he did at PG National all year. I think this is a guy we up next that we both moved down and – we're very simpatico here because we moved him down and we're, we moved him down around 30 or after uh, that's Isaac Pacheco down 15 spots in our rankings to 31. So outside of the top 30, um, Joe, I'll let you handle this one. I know I, I, I rambled on for about uh, Christian little for a while. So what are your, what are your thoughts and what's your reasoning behind moving Pacheco down in this list? Still a first rounder though. Still a first rounder. Um, so he's listed as a shortstop. He's ultimately not going to be a shortstop. He's huge. I mean, he's six foot four, 220 pounds. Um, the only thing that really worries me about Pacheco is the hit tool. He's going to run into to fine raw power, but the swing gets a little bit long. He has a hard time making consistent contact. Um, so it's really fun to dream on the body. 
And I think it's really fun to think, you know, this guy is this big and he moves that well. Um, but I'm just not sure if Pacheco is going to hit enough yet to warrant a first round grade for me. I felt like the initial reactions to seeing him in batting practice uh, during the week of PG national was a little, he looks good in a uniform that people were a little too excited. You know, the bat looks good, but in game, I I'll stand by this. I think the bat's kind of slow. I don't, I don't, I don't think he has an incredibly quick bat. And that's something that worries me. Bat speed is something that worries me, you know, uh, especially for the kind of hitter that he is, you know, I want a guy that's going to be able to, you know, chop trees in a single swoop. And, and I'm right. not so sure about that with Pacheco. Uh, there is some power at the point of contact though. It's just a matter of, can he catch up to 94 and, you know, pull that, you know, deposit that to his pull side. I'm just not so sure that he necessarily can. Um, all right. Let's go with the big movers here, man. The oh, guys that really moved up the list. This is where we're going to get in trouble, Ralph. Chase Burns moving up 22, 22 spots yep. in our rankings. Why? It's another guy that looks good in a uniform. <laughs> you know what I mean? Six foot four, uh, very lean and strong, 220 pounds. Um, and the dude just came out throwing gas. You know, uh, you can't. So I know there's like the idiom, you can't teach below and, and you can teach it, but this dude, he's also 16, I think, 96 to 99, pounded the zone at PG National. Um, command with the secondary pitches, there's still a little bit to be desired there, but it's a good operation. Um, some good sweep on the slider. Uh, good curveball. Uh, the the changeup is Honestly, the changeup is probably his best secondary pitch, and he didn't even throw it that much. I mean, he was just fastball, 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 slider. Um, I moved him up pretty high on our rankings. Where did I put him? I I have him a little higher than you at 36, and I think he's my fourth or fifth prep arm in this class. Uh, I just think if there's a guy that has, like, the prototypical profile of the type that gets a ton of helium leading up to draft day – it's the arsenal and the body of a of a Chase Burns. Yeah, and I still have like I still have Petty ahead of him. Um, I still have Irving Carter ahead of him, uh, and I have the next guy that we'll talk about in a moment ahead of him. But I I want to say that yeah I agree. I think I moved up uh, Burns as well. He was one of the most impressive pitchers at PG for me. That slider popping in at eighty eight at times. Yeah, Ooh, and with it's a 98, 99 mile per hour fastball. And this guy will work with a curveball at 89, um, uh, or excuse me, a changeup at 80 at 89 with that separation at like 10 miles per hour. It's mm-hmm. perfect. And then it'll drop in um, an upper 70s curveball. You know, for me, that was more of a get me over offering. It's really you know the three pitch pitch, the fastball, the changeup, uh, and the slider. And uh, it's good stuff. You know, if he's I got were a- octane stuff already, and he's got sort of a, a maxed out body. Anything if I were a here? betting man, if I were a betting man, I'd put and I was in Vegas, I'd put my chips down on Chase Burns being the second pitcher from the prep ranks drafted in 2021. I just yeah, I get, I I get the feeling this soon. I think I think we might have underranked him. <laughs> we might have. We might have. Honestly, I mean, I what's, put him, what's I there put not him to like besides the command right now? I put him after uh, Irving Carter, my boy uh McHappy feet, little head knock <laughs> happy feet, but uh yeah. <laughs> 
I love, I love, I love the athleticism, man. I, I just, I can't. And the stuff is nasty. I put that yeah. video on when I go to sleep every night. Um, <laughs> Maddox Bruns, not Chase Burns. Maddox Bruns. This How is the biggest guy. Move up in our rankings, Joe. He moved up 120 spots. 119 to be exact. <laughs> yes, 120 spots in the rankings. Um, that's what happens when you have a pretty deep list. And, uh, you know. He, he was a pop. 40. He popped. Yeah. He's actually at 37 in our ranks, but uh, we each have him ranked 40. Do we? Yes. Yeah, we're both at 40, which gets him to 37. It's funny how that works, but yeah, uh, he's the fifth best prep pitcher on our board. And mm-hmm. if, when you're a lefty with a uh, six foot two frame and, and you've got the assortment of pitches in velo that he does, Mm. you you can understand why baseball america put him number one um he's not quite there for us yet i I think i mentioned this to you the other day the only thing with bruns for me is you know last fall he was 86 to 88 touching 89 and all of a sudden we're seven months later eight months later and now he's touching 97 yeah so it's like hey let me see you do it over three innings um and then you know, the sky's the limit, but yeah, short no, sample size. It happens, man. He gets great extension too. And it's one of the things that when people are like, is he really six two? Like, is that really his height? And it's like, yeah, he just, his lower half is just like elastic. It's, it's <laughs> tremendous. His release wow. height is low. It is yeah, low. In the low. Fastball he, he really drops and drives. And I mean, yeah. he gets, you know, all of his back leg, uh, push and to the point that, uh, you know, he completely rotates his bottom half in his follow through, you know, but it's not violent. No, it's not. It's pretty he composed for 97. Like, you know what it is, is he's got great positive disconnection. If mm. you watch his, his glove hand, his glove hand gets way out of the way and it allows him to dip down and get nice tilt on those pitches. Mm. You know, uh, it's one of the things that I noticed on Bruns. Uh, he's, he's really fun though. I, I love all, you know, all the pitches in the arsenal, the fastball, um, you know, those curveballs he was dropping in in the low 80s. Um, and it's a hard downer. Power. Yeah. I mean, and he's almost got two variations of it. One that's almost like a cutter, um, uh, you know, slider version that's like 86 or 87. It's 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 pretty funky. He's a lot of fun. All right. Let's go through some a couple other movers and then we'll wrap this up. Um, and we'll talk about a couple of guys that we're big fans of. Let's have a Luke Leto conversation because I think the Luke Leto conversation needs to be had. Um I'll jump in here first. Uh, you know, when it comes to Leto, he's a guy that had a ton of pedigree. Um, those that were around Leto and have seen him play for the last several years, you know, two years ago, this guy was undoubtedly one of the best players in the class, incredibly talented. The arm was strong from the mound. He stopped pitching. Uh, since then, the arm has kind of deteriorated in the field. The athleticism has backed up a lot. Um, just in terms of his ability to play shortstop, I just don't think it's there anymore. I know Joe's echoed these sentiments on Twitter, um, so I'm not necessarily saying anything original. Um, but, you know, the bat's still there. I, I, I still think that, you know, he's got some feel to hit. Um, it's just a matter of him optimizing that swing a little bit more for power. The bat did look a little slow, though. It's a smooth swing, which sometimes means it's a slow swing, which isn't great. Um, yeah, I'm trying to take it with, I don't want to be too harsh on this guy following the shutdown, 
But he's backed up, man. He's backed up. The guy that we saw at PG National, if you go and you watch our video that we uploaded of Leto, you'll know what I'm talking about. That that infield was like Roger Dorn in Major League bad. Like it was it bad. was bad. It was bad. But you know, and we've talked to to and Brian. I hate the, you know, crap, I can't. But yeah, no, I know. We talked to Brian, and it sounds like Leto is taking an approach now that they want him all over the field and in the outfield. He's getting time in the outfield at recent events, regional events, um, where we've gotten reports that he looks smoother. He's He's better underway when he's when he's running, um, so he doesn't have to rely too much on that first step. Um, so he's got that going for him. The biggest thing for me, um, and on, on the note of the hitch, uh, the note of the, the swing speed, barrel velocity, he's got a hitch right now in his swing that he never had prior. Um, I don't know what it is. It's a weird trigger uh, in his loading mechanism. Um, that if he irons that out, I think he can get his bat speed back. Mm-hmm. But the thing with me for Leto is I still think – um, he has the capability to go in the you know top 50 picks in the draft, but okay. we're going to have to grade him on a new set of parameters. What, what we're looking at now is probably a first base corner outfield type yep. um, with maybe the possibility of a third baseman. I don't, yep. I, I don't think that's there with the arm personally. Um so if you know if you put all that in a vacuum and you say okay this is what we have in a in a corner profile uh, where does he fit in the draft and his bat there's a lot more pressure on his bat now I mean the bat's going to have to show um, far more upside than it did um, mm. to have him end up anywhere close to where he was you know graded out three months ago yeah I mean he's a he's a second round grade for me right now you know. Yeah. Um, he's 40, 45 or 44 on our list. And um, a, a lot of that, frankly, and this is not to pound on the kid, a lot of that's just out of respect and track record because I want to give him the benefit of the doubt with the bat. True. Um, we also had an addition to the list this week, a big mm-hmm. one. R- Excuse me, I had a burp there. Ricky Tiedemann, um, Tiedemann. Who was uh, uh, a prep arm? Obviously, we were familiar with from the draft uh, just on, I guess, exactly a month ago. Yeah. Um, that did not go. I forget where he was committed to, but uh, UCLA, I think. It was UCLA. Now he's going to Long Beach City College, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, Left hander, you know, sort of a big boy, played some first base uh, as well. Um, I love Tiedemann, man. Yeah, I like Tiedemann a lot. I really like the mechanics. Um, you know, he's relatively big, 6'3", 195. Um, and he's still pretty young, you know? Still hasn't turned I, 18 yet. Yeah, he's not even 18 yet. Yeah, so he was and young. he's touching 94. Yeah, that's the thing is the V-low has jumped up a little bit from where it was a year ago at some of these PG events where it was like 91, 92. Now he's up to 94. He's got that nice three-quarters arm slot. Um you know, the breaking, the breaking ball has started to take more shape. It's not as slurvy as it used to be. Um, and it started to add a little bit of uh, uh, velocity as well. He, man, I, I like Tiedemann a lot. I think this was a good move by him. Um, I do too. He's a guy that could end up end up in the first round. If totally they, agree. Totally yeah. agree. Had him, as, had him a second round grade for the 2020 draft. And I think money ended up being the issue. Um, couldn't agree more. If he's 95, 96, or even 94, 96 at yeah. Long Beach and the, the slider continues to show command, yeah. I mean, he, you're also talking about a kid that's six foot four, 200 pounds coming from the southpaw side. So there's a lot to like in Ricky T. He's six four now. 
Yeah, I think he's 6'4", 200. I can double check, but uh, okay. he's a he's a big boy. I had 6'3", 195, so you got an inch and five pounds on me. Well, all right. Well, we're cutting hairs. We quite <laughs> literally might be splitting hairs on How that. How the hell did Jack Perkins move up 18 spots? That's got to be you because I've always been pretty high on Jack. You have. You've been very high on Jack. Um, yeah, see, you, you I only Jack. have him at 84. You have him at 22. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me on Jack Perkins. What am I missing? I dropped him down a couple spots, but I just I really like uh, I like the potential with him, man. You got uh, a good sturdy frame. The mechanics are improving. They're not there yet, um, but the slider is a wipeout slider that has elite um, vertical and 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 horizontal movement. It's got great depth. The fastball touches ninety five. He's recovering from Tommy John right now, so hopefully he's got that in his in his rearview mirror. Um, I might be a little bit high on him, but I do believe in his first round talent. Um, so more than anything, I'm probably gambling a little bit here on on him breaking out in 2021. But yeah, he's one of my favorite right-handed arms for the class, and I think at worst uh, he is a he's a power reliever. At worst, you asked me that question the other day, mm-hmm. and you think he's a reliever now? No, I think if you were to put a like a ratio on it, I'd say he's 40% starter, 60% reliever. The changeup isn't there yet, but it is a power changeup at like 87, 88 um, that he gets pretty good action on. He just can't command it yet. So um, we're going to get a good look at him. He might end up being the Friday night guy at Louisville. Now, is he in Grandview this season? Mm -hmm. You know what it is, the Grandview League? Am I right about that? Yeah, he's Grand, Grand Park. Grand, It's the Grand Park League. Grand Park Summer League. Yeah, he's got uh, – I talked to him today. He's got 10 innings under his belt, uh, 11 strikeouts. Struggling a little bit with command as he's trying to, like you said earlier, get more separation and um, stay locked into his back hip a little bit longer, keep his heel toward the catcher. But um, it's obvious that he's very cognizant of the changes that need to take place in his mechanics. His elbow needs to get up. Um but he's working through it. I mean, he already blew out his UCL, so uh, you better figure it out at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got to figure it out. You don't want that inverted W. We were talking about that earlier. No. Or right. Trevor um, called the M. <laughs> other big movers. Uh, Jackson Job is up uh, 57 spots in in our rankings. Um, I have him 42. You got him. You got him 70. Let's put the difference. Um, I just, I just love the stuff, man. You know, just the raw stuff at this point uh, for me, it, it's one of the, you know, in terms of measurables, it's one of the better breaking balls in the class. Uh, oh yeah. A good fastball as well. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think this is a guy that's going to end up pomp round pick back into the first round. I think he's going to keep on moving up. You know, yeah. the only reason I have him at 70 is because he pitched an event right after PG National and it was 93-94. And, and the curveball curveball slider was still 28-50, which is still double plus. I mean, that, that's still like in the 90th percentile. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're a pop-up, this is the exact same conversation that we had with Maddox Brenz. I just want to see it. You know, give me a month of it and then I'm going to be all over it. But uh, for now, he's at the end of the second round for me. All right, fair enough. I have him. I have him sort of middle of middle of the second round right now, and uh, have him moving up a little bit. But it's not uh, it's not the end of the world. Um, actually, I guess it would kind of be the beginning of the second round, right? Because comp round, yeah, usually. yeah, it might even be comp right. round. Yeah. Oh, so there you go. I'm talking out my butt again. Um, 
All right. That's when you do when you do like 12 things at once. Um, how did uh, Dalen Lyle move up 106 spots, Joe? I dude, that's gonna have to be your conversation. Him. You I you got, gotta love him. I do. <laughs> Take it away. Um I actually I, like the bat more, by the way, personally. Oh, with with Lyle? Yeah. So do I, I mean we've got oh okay, we've got him listed as a pitcher here, but I love the bat. We should definitely change that so he's listed as a hitter. I, I don't even think I don't even think I wrote any words about him uh, as a pitcher, to be honest with you. Um, but you know, he's got a little bit more athleticism than I think he probably gets credit for. Um, you know, he's above average runner, sort of fringe plus. Um, in my opinion, field to hit, he's right up there at the top of the class. You know, just yeah. in terms of like pure hit tool. Um, He's got the, that sort of skill set, you know. Um, is he going to be the Robert Hassel 2021? I don't know if he's a Robert Hassel 2021. I don't know. I think he's a little more juice than bat, actually. But I'm not sure if he's as good of an all-around player as Hassel. Do you think he is? No. Fielder as Hassel? No, they, no, he doesn't have the arm that Hassel has, and he no, doesn't move as well as none of those, Yeah, his, his arm is pretty below average. I think his, his max like throws from the outfield are like 85. So. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a below average arm. I kind of look at him more as like a long-term corner outfielder. Uh, maybe he plays a little right, but he's more like a bat first left fielder that isn't terrible in the field, you know, in terms of left, but it, the arm kind of plays there because he's not yeah. going to play in center, you know, um, with his, his speed. Um, he probably will for a short period of time. Um, but in the interim, I don't think so. Makes sense. He's the, uh, he's the Seth Smith Starter kid. <laughs> I guess he kind of is. He's he's way more of an athlete than Seth Smith ever was. I was but say, I don't, I don't it's, think it's, it's just it's a similar skill set, but a yeah, much I mean, higher ceiling. I think it's one of those things where he ends up in left field, not because he's like a absolute hack and right, just because there's probably going to be somebody in whatever organization he's eventually in once he's a major leaguer. Uh, you know, that's a better right fielder than he is, but he's just got feel for the barrel, man. I mean, he just, he just barrels up consistently. Um, and that's probably the reason that, uh, he's a Louisville commit and the number one player in the state of Kentucky. All right. Anybody else on this list you want to sort of go through? We have, uh, somebody like Greg, uh, uh, Vernado who dropped 15 spots. Distance was showing was all that good. Um, your, your local guy, uh, Malika Knight. I say that yeah. right. Malachi. Malachi Knight. Yeah, you know, he's up to 61. A lot of these guys, though. Rock Riggio dropped, though. Yeah, you know, a lot of these guys, we say they dropped, but like dropping 10 or 12 or 15 spots, yeah. so many guys popped up. You know, they were just kind of a, a product of people moving up. But the two the two arms that we should probably bring up, Gage Jump and Max DeBeck. Uh, Gage Jump breaks our top 70. Gage Jump does break our top 70. You still have him back at, uh, I think, 95. Yep. We have him about 47. I do really like uh, Jump a lot. Um, I was lucky enough to take a look at some of his Repsoto data. Um, he's got a really interesting slider that has pretty low spin efficiency. It's about 11%, but it has uh, some gyro spin on it, obviously, because of that low spin efficiency. It almost has um, some some cutter elements to it. You know, I know I should. Very, showed, no, that's it's a gyro cutter. Yeah, exactly. It's really, what it is. Well, and then he had a, and then he had a cutter, you know, that was a little bit harder, 
with a little bit uh a little bit more spin efficiency but that fastball man but the cutter was so the it was dude it's a weird profile like there's no arguing gauge jumps fastball is like cream it's awesome but Mm -hmm. the the slider is a gyro cutter slider that doesn't do one thing or the other and the cutter almost has it has very little horizontal movement but it's Mm -hmm. got a like eight inches of vertical till. It's almost like a, like I said, a power fading, uh, like a power change almost. Yeah. Um, it's a weird profile. Uh, I love the fastball though. Five ten. Five. He's five foot ten. Throws ninety two. Pounds the top of the zone with perfect spin efficiency. Mm-hmm. It's hard to hit. I don't mind a slider so much. I think that slider can play. You know, I'm not so sure about the cutter, um, but. I don't know. I'd have to see how the movement profiles all look, you know, coming out of his release point and, uh, you know, eventually sort of moving out. That'd be an easier way to sort of understand. I think the pitchers play better than the track man and rap soda would suggest. Probably. Probably. I don't think it was that bad. You know, I think it was just a matter of uh, preference. The other guy that I know I'm going to kick over to you, um, Max DeBeck. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back. Yeah. Debeck. Uh, yeah, I really like Max Debeck. Uh, and I know that's a little bit of like a local boy homery, uh, homery thing, but I moved him up. Where did we have Debeck? Let's see. You had him at 138. You've got him up to 75. Uh, I had him at 106. Got him up to 69. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't expect him to come out throwing 96, 97, uh, because I had seen him a couple times out here in Seattle. Um, the, the mechanics were probably the most impressive part at six foot seven. He really does a pretty good job of staying within his operation. Uh, and it's a good, it's a good, um, sound operation that, you know, he doesn't get out of his own way. The only thing that I think would really take this guy to the next level is developing a slider and a curveball that are different from each other because he's got this two different grips and he throws two different pitches, but man, they're, they're basically the same pitch. Um, so I'm just excited to see more of him. I mean, when you're talking about a kid at 17, that's six foot seven throwing, you know, triple digits, it's hard to ignore. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Um, all right. Any guys that you still feel we need to cover? I mean, we've gone the full 40 minutes that we promised we were going to. We just dug into the ranking changes, I think, a little bit more than we yeah. had expected. Um, any other names that you want to sort of highlight here in the last couple of minutes before we wrap up? Because I have one guy that I do want to mention. Well, bring it on, man. Let's hear uh, Let's hear who you got. Not the right-wing radical uh, James Woods. Oh, jeez. But – the baseball playing James Wood. Thank God it's Wood and not Woods, huh? Yeah, Woods. It's a tough Google search. No, it it's is. Wood. It's James Wood. I thought it was James Wood. Yeah. Um, I love the Batman. I thought he was one of the most impressive hitters. Uh, he's a big boy, um, but he's a big he makes boy. Great. He makes great contact. Um, and I think there's 
feel to hit and certainly some projectable power as well. Um, where is he committed to? Is it is it Mississippi State? I think I know he's a Maryland guy. Um, you know, lefty bat on top of it. Uh, he's kind of maxed out. You know, he's not. He's probably first base only long term. No. Um, uh, I, I could see him in a corner. Yeah, you think so? Maybe like I think lefty. so. He he moves pretty well. He doesn't have a great arm, but he he. I think he's he clocked a good arm. Arm a bit. Um, he's six six thirty. Um, but dude, he can match. He's very strong. Yeah, he's I'm a Mississippi State program. Yeah, I, I I like James Wood. I'm I'm not in love with the swing just because it's so rotational. Um, I think that kind of gets uh, I think that kind of gets showed off a little bit when you're facing or showed showed up, I should say, a little bit when you're facing elite talent. So I want to see how he does against better pitching. But um, physically, yeah, I mean, he's kind of in that Josh Baez camp where if he hits the ball, it's torched. I think the thing that was unique to, about him, for me at least, was he had an ability to make hard contact but have a really compact swing for a six foot six teenager. Yeah. Like, you know, he obviously swings a, a big bat. And he does a good job of not sort of overextending for six six, you know. So he covers more of the inner half of the plate than I think a lot of big guys do, um, which I think in turn allows him to, you know, jump on stuff a little bit early, especially if somebody bangs him on the inside. I don't know. There were just elements of his swing that I thought were very unique for a guy that was that big. His but swing, I'll get a chance to watch him next summer at uh, or spring at IMG, hopefully. So his go. swing reminds me of just a much bigger, stronger Braylon Bishop. Really? Personally, I mean, they both do a good job of staying inside. But I the hips, lower half was way stronger than. Oh, Bishop. it's way half, uh, way stronger. Bishop I'm just saying. Onto his feet like this. I thought James Wood did the same thing. I thought he ended up with his hips in the dugout and he cleared out super early and let the barrel do the talking. But he will, he will clear out. But I think his feet are his feet are definitely more sturdy than, than Bishop's are. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're probably right. You had a better, you certainly had a better look on him. Uh, than I did, but uh, he's, I he's rising. He's moving up. He moved gonna, up by I'm rankings as well. I'm going to go back and look at his swing and probably agree with everything you just said. So <laughs> that's always how it works, isn't it? Um, all right. Well, there you go. I guess that's our last guy is uh, James Wood. We'll, we'll wrap up the podcast with the Maryland prep talent. He wasn't a Mississippi State commit. I just took a look. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Make sure that you check in on prospectslive.com. Read our full top 100 list. It's the first top 100 release at least on our site for the 2021 class. We have full write-ups in there, not just rankings. We're explaining who these players are and trying to get you familiar with them uh, over these next 11 months as we bring you along in draft day. And so, a stock go. watch. We yeah, stock and stock watch. watch. The stock watch is always there. The arrows, really great um, details that Joe and Chip on the back end, uh, Chip Bourne, one of our owners, has been helping us out with. So big shots to Chip and to you as well, Joe. And for another week... We bid you adieu. We'll be back. Thanks for watching. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.